Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'll cut it in a podcast. What is it now, Karen? Episode two. Hello and welcome back to What Is It Now, Karen? It's episode two. We're doing a sequel. I'm Joe. And I'm Beth. How reflecting on last week, how do you think last week went? Did you, did you enjoy it? Um I, I enjoyed recording it. Um, I enjoyed the process of editing. Felt like a DJ with my big good. headphones in. You look like a DJ tonight, but your three stripe Adidas top on and your Yeah. Your new microphone. You're looking cool. But I thought we were quite I know, it's going to sound like we're big-headed, but I actually, I listened to it like three or four times. I quite enjoyed it. I thought we were quite funny. Yeah. Well, we're top of the iTunes charts. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and number two in Spotify, yet to crack yeah. that nut. Yep. Um, so I told my mum that we were doing a podcast. She said she really enjoyed it. She did say to me, oh, Joe, I feel very sorry for a lady called Karen. I don't think you should call it that. Oh, no. I have thought about that because I know people called Karen and they're not Karens. I know, but this is a thing, isn't it? Well, remember last week we sat and we spoke about, you know, is it misogynistic? Is it like fair to call people Karen? But as you said numerous times, it's just a concept like... Yeah, it's a reaction to something. A typical, stereotypical, usually white suburban reaction to something. Yeah. So it's just unfortunate that that reaction has been given the name Karen. But I mean, that's like, I feel sorry for like, old ladies called Fanny. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, unfortunate, but can't be helped. Exactly. So, you know, get over that. What if your name is Karen and you are a Karen? Well, then you've reached Nirvana, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. That's like a, a oneness in the world. Yeah. That you've, that you've somehow conquered. Bliss. Bliss. <laughs> but they're probably, like, Karens aren't really self-aware, so... She actually wouldn't have the self-awareness to have, of course, yeah. have that bliss. Mm-hmm. But how, how have you been otherwise this week? Fine. Oh. Bank holiday yesterday. All oh, right. Okay. Good for you. I um, went bathroom shopping. Oh, I was going to ask, how did the bathroom shopping go? Well, that's that's all I really want to say about that. Oh, did it go? Did it not go well? Yeah. You're drinking stout. Sorry for the podcast listener, Joseph just drank a big... It's actually oh. just blackcurrant delicious, but it's in a big, like, stein. A stein. I'm a stein of uh, <laughs> blackcurrant. Anything to get you through this one-hour podcast. <laughs> well, it's a weeknight, so I can't turn to booze. We should record this on the weekend. 
We should we should do a drunk special, that'd be good. Although I think if we thought we sounded um self righteous last week worth a drinking is I think it would be unbearable. <laughs> um oh, speaking of which, lockdown restrictions in Glasgow now, so can't I visit or have or have visitors, so but I can still go to the pub, which seems a bit counterintuitive. Can you because I'm technically North Lanarkshire, can you visit me? No. Okay. So I was meant to have my I was meant to have family around on Saturday for like a wee flat warming, but that's that's cancelled now. So. Theoretically, could you go to theirs in North Lanarkshire? No, um, and you're not allowed to visit if you're living in Glasgow. You can't visit people. Ah, right. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was just you can't go to a household in that area. I think it's like if you live in Glasgow, you can't visit anybody or be visited by anybody. I see, but you can I'm go sure. to the pub. Yeah, so I can go to the pub, go to the gym, go to shops, but I can't visit people. I've I sort of read a few different reasonings. Is that because generally, if you're visiting family friends, you're not you're more likely to hug and kiss them, or and less likely to be socially distant? Is that the party uh, line? Yeah, or? I don't know. That's that was I read that explanation once, but I don't know if that is the official like scientific reason. I mean, they probably take that into account. I don't know if that's like official reasoning behind it but that's a good point actually I didn't think about that yeah you're I mean I'm probably less likely to like distance from my siblings than if I go to the pub and I'm sitting with strangers well a couple of weeks maybe shall we shall we move forth with our first with our first Karen it's Karen of the week time so this was a comment under a BBC news article So the headline for the article was period poverty, schools not aware they can claim free tampons. So yeah, the article was about schools apparently not being aware they can order free tampons and the uptake is really low. So one of the comments, again, we don't want to out anyone. (laughs) This is a comment from Denise. Okay, so Denise thinks a child's personal hygiene is the parent's responsibility. Don't tell me they can't afford it. They don't need to if someone else is picking up the tab. What else will they duck out of? Wow. So, Denise doesn't think that children deserve sanitary products. Discuss. <laughs> well, I guess that, I mean, that is the underlying tone. Can you read it out to me again so I can hear it? Yeah, I think, I, yeah. A child's personal hygiene is the parent's responsibility. Don't tell me they can't afford it. They don't need to if someone else is picking up the tab. What else will they duck out of? That's venomous, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say she's answered her own question there. She's like, it's the parent's responsibility. And then my first thought was, well, some households can't really afford to pay for sanitary products. Yeah, so... But then she's kind of said, don't tell me they can't afford it. But I, I think, is she alluding to the fact that universal credit should be enough to pay for tampons and pads? I don't know if it's that kind of argument of... If you're on benefits or you're on a low income, you don't deserve nice things. Yeah, you, you shouldn't you And shouldn't I'm, have, no, I'm not um, passing sanitary products as nice things by the way oh yeah they're an essential aren't they yeah <laughs> but i'm just saying it's right, that sort but... of typical argument of when if people are on benefits or a low income but you know they smoke or they drink or yeah there's like the idea that if you don't have a lot of money you should any kind of quality of life you should um <laughs> spend your money on i don't i actually don't know what the average universal credit payment is but you should spend it all on, like, flour and yeast yeah. to make your own bread yeah. and just have bread and water every day. 
Don't I mean, you dare buy nice clothes. Don't buy nice food. Don't buy anything. Don't have a nice life because you're poor. That's not that I'm saying it's right that if there are any poor souls who, you know, their parents for whatever reason aren't buying them sanitary products because they're buying cigarettes or they're buying drugs or whatever they're doing. But does that mean that children should be sitting covered in their own blood all day during school? Well, exactly. I find it quite um, interesting that, you know, Denise, as a, who I assume is a, is a woman or as, as somebody who menstruates, has has been quite scathing about it. I thought, you know, she would have been all for it. Surely she can reflect on her childhood and think about, you know, the cost of sanitary products and I don't even think you need to be a woman to be able to sympathise. I mean I've seen comments from men just saying like can can you not just hold it in? Oh my <laughs> I God. don't know if they've maybe missed a, a biology lesson or two, but I mean unless obviously Denise has been in a privileged position like many people where they've been able to afford sanitary products and it's not been an issue. And I, I'm the same, so I can't imagine what it would be like to have to choose, you know, do I pay the electricity bill or do I buy sanitary pads? I was thinking, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying that you have to be a woman to kind of care about it, but I was just saying it's interesting that as an issue, an issue that would likely closely affect Denise, that she... Is riled up about it. I thought she would be fully on side with it. There's this a kind like, of wider issue, issue though here is that you know they're f- free in schools, but should they just be free for everyone? Yeah. Rather than just children in schools, the way that you can get condoms in a chemist for free. Yeah, absolutely. I think it should be. Um, there, I remember there was a hell of a lot of backlash on Twitter a couple of years ago when there was a group of female fans kind of started a. A group. I can't remember the name of the group now, but it was about getting free sanitary products into the on the ball or off the ball. On the ball, off the ball is the radio show on BBC Scotland. Okay. So they they were campaigning to get free sanitary products in football grounds, and you can imagine how that went down, given you know <laughs> the average football da on Twitter just absolutely losing the plot. Like, well, I want a free pie and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, that's not equivocal. Yeah, I did. <laughs> To me, it should be in the same sort of list as, I don't know, where companies or football stadium managers, I don't know who would organise the, you know, when you order toilet roll and you order soap and you order paper towels, surely it should be on that same list. You know, you you go to a public toilet, you're not expected to wipe your bum with your hand, (laughs) you know, and find a nearby lake to wash your hands. You know, you're given sort of basic... Yeah, basic provisions. Me, sorry, yeah, sanitary products, tampons, that should be a given. Yeah. So what did she say? She said, it's a parent's responsibility, don't tell me they can't afford that. And then something about the tab, what, somebody else going to be picking up the tab? So she's basically saying, don't tell me they can't afford it. They don't need to if someone else is picking up the tab. It sounds like she's having a conversation with herself. But that would be the same as... Um, you go to a public toilet and stealing all the toilet rolls. So (laughs) that's what she's saying there. They don't need to if someone else is picking up the tab. So to me, that means she thinks that parents aren't going to buy their kids any sanitary products because they'll get them all at school for free. A common argument for like the period products being provided in public is that, oh, you know, people will steal them all or um, people won't buy them for themselves and they'll just take them all at school and but you don't see yeah. people hoarding up 
toilet roll when they go to a public toilet or when they go to the toilet at school. Mm. And if they do, yeah. then God love them. You know, if they need it, then... I feel like this person needs to maybe take a step outside of themselves for just a minute and have a little bit of empathy. I like if... she's mad. <laughs> she is mad. She's had it with people who menstruate. She is fed up. I wonder if she, if she has ever been like caught short in her life. Like I'm sure she. Yeah, but there's not an issue of sort of period poverty. But like you said, just being caught short. Yeah, it's not just for people who can't afford the products. It's just generally people need them. Oh yeah, exactly. I I don't know. She just ugh, these people are quite frustrating. As I say, a little bit of empathy goes a long way. But but then again, you know, as as is with everything on social media, she's. I, I doubt she's like sat there and you know, mulled over her statement as if it's like a, <laughs> an answer to an exam question. It's the kind of thing that people just like type out and hit yeah. enter and that's it, it's gone. She might not even have this opinion now. I mean, when was that? When did she post that? Recently? I think it was today. Today? All right. Okay. Well, she's, I was going to say she might not, she might have changed her mind, but I don't think she would change her mind that quickly. <laughs> Any more to add on that? Well, she Probably also comments that. here, what else will they duck out of? Well, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. She just hear, say that it's like, she's got an issue with people who yeah because maybe that is that alluding to like free school dinners and uniform yeah. allowance as well i think so she's it sounds like either she, yeah like she's kind of resents the fact that people get a wee help in hand if they can't afford things yeah there's also as methods like oh they can afford that you know this is the same when they talk about benefit fraud like such a small proportion of benefits are claimed fraudulently such a tiny proportion and yet that's what people like to bang on about it's the same with stuff yeah. like this like Realistically, who's who? Realistically, who is stealing free sanitary products? Very, very few, if any, people. I think if you are, then do you probably need then them? You're, a, you're not, you're not going to yeah, be stealing them on in the black market. <laughs> you're probably <laughs> need them. Yeah, you're probably in a desperate situation. It really you? doesn't bother me. I don't find any issue with it. Actually, I'll correct my I'll correct my language there because I don't think you can steal something that's free. No, I guess you could. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Misuse. Misuse, yeah, maybe misuse. Or what was the Dominic Cummings line? Not in the spirit of the law. It was in the spirit of the law or something like that. Oh, it was, it was, it was. It was anyway, that's another rabbit hole that we could descend yeah. down tonight and not get back out of. Next week, Karen's take on Dominic Cummings. I had a bit of an inner Karen moment. Do tell. Must have been about three or four weeks ago now, actually. Okay. I've been, I've been, That's I've been bottling it up. You can, you can talk <laughs> about it here. And a bit of judgment. Well, maybe I a knew, little bit of judgment. <laughs> Depends. I knew exactly what I was doing when I did it, but I don't think I was unjustified. But on reflection, I was like, that is a to- that's total current behaviour. So I was out for a drink in a pub. Okay. Social mm. distance, of course. Socially distanced, we had the table for two hours and uh, we had a few pints and then it was coming up to the time we had to give the table over um, and we were just finishing off like the dregs of our pints and the guy, it was one of these like kind of like painfully cool like trendy places and the guy was like very, very much upwards inflection. Mm. How are you guys doing tonight? We've got some great pints on offer. That kind of horrible, weird like up and yeah. down like. Did he have a beard? Would- uh, I don't think he did have a beard. He oh. was like a youngish guy. So he comes over at like nine o'clock and says, 
our next table's here, so you're going to have to clear off. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, looks across the table, I was like, he just told us to clear off? What? Was he trying to be funny? Like, I, it's like, because it, it, he wasn't being like humorous. He was just like, our next table's here, you have to clear off. I was like, what the? So then I was like, right, that was a bit weird. Like, he didn't even say like, oh, thanks for coming, guys. Or like, oh, are you finished here or anything like that? Right? It was just what are you expecting? <laughs> Thank you for have your got, custom, that, sir. Have I got high standards? I don't know. I was just looking I for a bit so. of... But that's a, a fancy place. No, it wasn't that fancy. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a bit of a weird interaction. It was like, clear off. I think you can afford to be a little bit funny like that if you've built like a rapport with somebody. <laughs> but this guy had been over like once at the start and had been a bit annoying, a bit overbearing. And then came over at the end and told us to clear off. So anyway, I was walking up the street and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do it. So I went on TripAdvisor. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I went on TripAdvisor and I left them uh, two stars because I did like the beer. But I commented and I said, I had a really nice night. We knew we had the table for two hours, but was told to clear off by a member of staff, which I felt was quite rude. Oh my God. You're such and a Karen. I, I don't know. I don't know if I signed it off with the classic, the classic line, being "We won't be back." We won't be back. I can't remember if I actually wrote that or not. I need to look back and see if I did. I hope I didn't. That would be a step too far. I mean, I probably wouldn't go back, but not for that reason. This is Pete Karen. It is Pete Karen. Do you well, think that? Do you think know was, what that boy was going through? I know, but well, maybe he was stressed. Maybe it was a busy Friday night. Exactly. Maybe. But I just, I, I, hey, sorry. I've worked. Did you, did you address it with him or did that you just went in your trip advisor? Oh yeah, my god, I did. I became a head behind my keyboard. <laughs> yeah, you're a keyboard Karen. Keyboard, keyboard Karen. Karen. So yeah, that, that was my that was my wee Karen that popped out. She just popped out to say hello and now she's gone back down she's below. She's gone back. Oh that's good. <laughs> but I just thought like I've I've worked in hospitality. Like, do you, like, do you feel better about yourself? All right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't, okay, but I think at the time when I was a little bit tipsy and a little bit, like, pissed off, yeah, I was, like, irrationally pissed off, to be fair. I don't think I was justified in feeling pissed off, but I think I'd had, like, you know, I'd worked all week, I went out for a pint, and then he was, like, clear off. I was, like, I would never speak to somebody like that. Yeah. See, I, did I, I do the same as you, except I just bottle it up or moan to people about it, but I would never take the action of leaving a review, you know? Have you ever left a review on anything? Only good reviews. Only good reviews. Well, that's the thing about reviews, isn't it? They're so divisive. People are never moved to leave a review if it's been spectacularly good yeah. or spectacularly bad. We used to get really funny. We had a, quite a few funny reviews at the coffee shop that I worked at once, um, a few of which were by, like, vengeful former staff. But people do crazy stuff from behind a keyboard. Have you, you seriously have never felt compelled to do that? Yeah, like, if my food's burnt, my food's cold, depending on the mood I'm feeling... Has it, has it ever been burnt and cold? I don't know. Ain't some pretty shoddy places. Um, but sometimes if I think it's just too awkward, I'll just grin and bear it and just eat the cold burnt food. That would, but that would really disappoint me. If I'd but like, then I'll if moan and I'll be raging inside and I'll probably moan about it to everyone that I'm sitting with. And then I'll moan about it after, but I just won't ever do anything about it. But when the waiter comes over and says, was everything okay for you? Delicious. <laughs> compliments to the chef compliments to the chef great caramelisation on that <laughs> yeah. but are, you, are you inhibited do you think you need to be a bit more disinhibited when it comes to that yeah I think there, I think you need to stick up for yourself Yeah. So maybe we could learn something from Karen's Joseph maybe I think there, maybe there might be a balance to be struck 
Yeah, because like that, if you pay for something and it's not as advertised or not as as you would expect it to be, then you know you don't need to grin um, and bear it. <laughs> so, uh, was your Karen of the week yourself? Oh no, no, no! That was just oh, a little, just a little um, bonus content. Bonus content. Nice. Easter egg. No, my Karen of the week actually is a man. A gammon. A gammon. I learned yeah. more about gammons after. After last week, yeah. My friend so, who listened to the podcast texted me and said, can't believe you don't know what gam- who ga- what a gammon is. My dad is one. <laughs> My condolences to, to your friend. Yes. <laughs> it's Karen of the week time. So I'll give us some context. Okay. So the Soccer Saturday TV programme on Sky Sports... Uh, sacked all its male pundits so like Charlie Nicholas thank god by the way because he's insufferable Matt Letizia and, and other people um, <clears throat> and they're why by the way? I think they were I don't know I think they were just wanting to change it up but they like thank, thanked them all f- there wasn't like there wasn't a scandal so they're all like they're all white middle aged men usual and Twitter went a bit wild people were like up in arms like they were targeting specifically somebody called Micah Richards, who's an ex-footballer and is now a pundit, and he's black. And I think Ian Wright, who's also a, a former black uh, black former footballer, used to play for Arsenal, he posted a video saying, like, talking about the racism is way too high today. Like, like so basically, every, everybody on Twitter was up in arms. Nobody had even been confirmed to replace these three white men, um, but they were, like, up in arms at the Probably prospect. another three white men. Well, they were up in arms at the prospect that, you know, like, they were probably more up in arms about the fact that they'd been sacked because there was a rumour that apparently Micah Richards, this black former footballer, was maybe going to get a job. Right. And in addition to that, there was another name floating about, which was Alex Scott. And she is also black and a former footballer. Alex Scott, MBE. Not sure how I feel about that last bit, mind you. But anyway, whole nother podcast. She's played for Arsenal. She's a Champions League winner. She's won the yep. Women's Premier League like five times, like pretty qualified to talk about football. I kind of chuckled at this tweet. So Mike Richards, the former, the other footballer we're talking about, um, he sent out a tweet and he said, I, I saw I was trending today in relation to a brilliant and institutional Sky Sports TV show that I've never been on. The underlying insinuation of tweets immediately linking mine and Alex Scott's names makes for some uncomfortable truths. Peace and love. And then a, like a peace sign emoji. So this guy has replied, his name's Aaron. Mm-hmm. He's got a footballer as his profile picture. Nice. Um, and his reply to Micah Richards, he said, you'd be ace on it. I think people have concerns with Alex Scott being there based on ticking boxes, brackets, being female slash ethnic minority, close brackets, rather than based on merit. That's the general consensus from what I've read. Hmm. So I was like, a okay, black so man isn't a tick box exercise, but a black woman is. Woman is. So that's the point. I was like, oh, you've you've almost made a point there, but you've totally You're so close. You're so close. You're so close, Aaron. You're so close. So you don't have an issue with this black guy being on it but you do have an issue with this black woman being on it and apparently Aaron is like a gammon steak well yeah he's a gammon steak <laughs> he um, is concerned that Alex Scott is a 
a tick box exercise based on the fact that she's a woman and that she's an ethnic minority. And he, he doesn't like that. Well, Rather than based here because I don't know much about. I'm guessing that Alex Scott she's a pretty well-established, successful footballer. Yeah, so she used to play for Arsenal, Arsenal Ladies. She won the Premier League five times, and she won the Champions League. I think she's played for England like 140 times as well. So I don't know what he's talking about when he's saying based on merit rather than based on merit. She's definitely got the merit to be there. I think his problem is with the fact that she's like a black woman and she's going to be on primetime TV. And let's not forget, actually, that they haven't even... Nobody had even said that she was getting the job. This was just a rumour on Twitter gone wild. And he's absolutely lost the plot. People get really, really funny about women footballers, don't they? Oh, oh, totally. Totally. Female commentators and stuff. Yeah, um, I find it weird. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's an intimidation thing? That they're intimidated by the fact that women is in, is involved. Yeah, because you even see that with people commenting and having an opinion on women actually just even attending football games. Never mind actually playing football. People tend to be sort of more uncomfortable with women liking and playing football. Yeah. Just from what I've observed over the years. Uh-huh. and and I guess that links back in a, a, again to that period poverty thing we were talking about, where all these men suddenly felt very threatened by the prospect of. Yeah. Of women that you know come into terms of the fact that women Taking go over to their, their space. But then part of me thinks, well, you've got a mother, you've probably got female family members, daughters, sisters, aunts. They'll be at home cooking and cleaning and <laughs> what else do the ladies do? Ironing, folding. Yeah. Wow, what a what a stupid idiot. Okay, well he was he was halfway there. Yeah, it's just it's such a weird tweet. I don't really know what his logic is or what he's yeah. thinking about. And he's not alone in his opinion. I wouldn't have thought. You'd be ace on it. I think people have concerns with Alex Scott being there based on ticking boxes rather than based on merit. That's a general consensus from what I've read. I think I love when people who say that as well. That's a general consensus from what I've read, which basically translates as I haven't read anything. Honestly, if you were watching a game and it was a a woman commentating on it, would you have an opinion either way? No, but I do remember having an opinion the first time I heard a woman commentate on match of the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I did have a reaction to it, and it was only just like surprise. I was like, "Oh, that's a woman commentating." Never, yeah, heard a woman commentate before, but not, not a problem, not an issue. It's that kind of thing, you know. If you're a bad commentator, you're bad at your job, whether you're a man or a woman. What exactly? So, <laughs> so I'm, I don't. I mean, imagine there are bad female commentators. There probably, there probably are. In the same way as there are many it's bad male, equally really terrible, terrible male commentators. Yeah, the the the, the number of kind of awful male commentators out there is is staggering. I can think of a few on Scottish football that are just awful. I feel like you have to be like an exceptional commentator or pundit as a woman to like or a presenter to get like a a gig in football, yeah. and you have to be like a below average as a man to get to get a gig. Yeah, that probably goes for a lot of stuff though across society. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of industries. So yeah, good for Alex Scott if she does get the job. I think I've, I've only, I've only, I think she mainly covers kind of English football and women's football as well. So I haven't seen too much of her because I only really watch Scottish football. But it's just wild how like people can. She's not even been shortlisted for the job. She's not like apply for the job, and people you know are frothing at the mouth on Twitter at the fact that a black women might be presenting coverage of football. It's like, 
she's far more qualified than any of you to do it. Why does it matter? Why does it matter though? That that's I what I would like to do. For the average person though, it's almost like a, it's so it's the theory of, of otherness where the sort of white straight man is the norm and then anything out with that is the othered and is unusual so to be a woman and then to be black you know it's mm-hmm. maybe people are like if she's a woman and she was white or if like that she's a black man but to be a black woman it's going to yeah. have that response in people because it's just not that straight white middle-aged man yeah. that we're all used to seeing male pale and stale that's it <laughs> and i will be glad to see the back of charlie nicholas i think he's terrible I will yeah. make an exception and, and name him and pick him out and say I think he's doesn't know what he's talking about. So anything is an improvement on him. So it was Lorraine Kelly last week and Charlie Nicholas this week? Yeah. No one is safe. No one is safe. Coming after them one by one. But my mum was like to me, you need to be careful what you say on that. I was like, are you talking about the Lorraine Kelly thing? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Lorraine Kelly's going to come across this podcast and sue me. You never know. Stranger things have happened, I guess. I wonder if it would be Lorraine Kelly or Lorraine Kelly. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Would it be her or her persona? Or both. God, could you imagine both at the same time? They're two separate entities that could both come after you. One for libel, one for slander. That's it. Um, Have you ever felt kind of out of, made to feel out of place at football because you're a woman? No, I wouldn't say I'm massively into football um, I come from a kind of football family I guess so kind of been surrounded by football my boyfriend's a big football fan but I'm not personally involved in it to, to sort of feel left out or mistreated by football or football fans what about yeah. as a gay person who likes football um I do get I do get people being like oh do you like football <laughs> like, yeah that's it. I guess that would be the kind of similar to the response that women get. They're maybe just surprised. Or like people being like, people who have known me for a long time still being like, oh, I still find it really weird that you're into football. And I'm like, why? <laughs> but I guess that just goes to show that like you do have this image of it being like white, male, heterosexual. A lot of go-to insults in the, in the stands at a football game are based around masculinity and sexuality. Yeah. A lot of them are like, you know, being called like or a fairy or should we say that bleep it out <laughs> they'll get the, they'll get the gist the p word the p word mine's with woof <laughs> being called a, a woofter a woofter yeah or you know stuff like that or like not being you know if, if somebody shirks out from a challenge or if somebody goes down too easily or if yeah well know, there's no um openly gay footballers is there um no there was an ex-footballer, maybe? Yeah, a, retired football, a couple of retired footballers, one of whom is German. So roughly how many footballers are there in the UK that play professionally? Well, tens of thousands. So, like, statistically, some statistically, of them will be. some of them will be gay. Did you not see who was the team that brought out... I don't think it was an official rainbow strip. Did you, did you see that? Bristol City? Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah. So that kit, that's like a... I don't think it is meant to be. Yeah, it's not an official LGBT. I think it's just like a colourful football top. Yeah. Part, no, Partick Thistle had, had an away kit that had the LGBT rainbow on like the sides. Oh my God, actually. And the second result is from the, the Scottish Sun and it's uh, Frank McAvenny, <laughs> ex-Celtic footballer 
and he's written an article about Partick Thistle strip, and it says Partick Thistle's new LGBT pride strip could be a costly own goal. I, th- I like Frank McAvenny. Oh no, he's an ar- If a Partick Thistle fan refuses to buy his child a strip which pays tribute to gay pride because he's worried his child will get slagged, does that make him a homophobe? No, it makes him a considerate dad who is putting his child's feelings before any political statement. Well, Frank, nobody's calling him a homophobe. He has a point if Partick Thistle are just slapping on the LGBT flag onto their strip. I would want to know what state, what are you putting your hand in your pocket to support the LGBT community? What are you supporting any initiatives? Are you, you know, what are you doing to stop homophobia within, within football? Right. You know, don't just slap a rainbow flag on your strip. (laughs) No, I I think they were. I I, I really don't know if they are, by the way, they might be. Well, no, I, th- I think I think they well, were. I think a lot of brands sort of do that. You know, they'll put the LGBT flag on things. It is a political statement because they're not doing anything behind the scenes to actually but, support the LGBTQ plus community. But these these people are always up in arms about it, like bloody Frank McAvenny saying, "I don't think this is the right platform." Blah blah blah. It's like, well, I'm sorry, Frank, but you're gonna have to accept the fact that chunk of society is gay. Some of them go to the football. Some of them support Party Thistle, and God forbid they should see a bit of representation. Yeah. And I think that, that it feeds into it's a worry about, it's like an acknowledgement that the stigma is there, but not doing anything to address it. So acknowledging the fact that, you know, oh, a dad might not buy that rainbow strip for his son because he might get called gay at school. So the dad acknowledges that there is a stigma. That also being called gay, it shouldn't be an insult. <laughs> well, I wonder if schools have moved past that now because that, that was quite a common insult. So. Like I, Even I would have, I would have said, I know, I know for a fact that I said it. Oh my god, that's so gay. So gay. <laughs> anyway, Alex Scott for for Soccer Saturday. She's got my vote. I think you should go for it now that you're a broadcaster. I'm a broadcaster. Yeah, I could, I could just we've got the mics. I know. I was going to say that I could just sit here in my in my living room with my yeah. mic. They could beam me in. And then that would be another tick box exercise. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it would. <laughs> Is it time to vote now for our Karen of the Week? I feel like there wasn't a whole lot to say about mine. I just thought it was quite funny that he was so near yet so far to being like... Yeah, like semi. I said, a gammon steak. A gammon steak. He was, he was semi-supportive, but I think that made it funnier. Yeah. But I guess maybe just like that, like we said last week, the kind of ignorance of... He's sort of like, oh, I don't mind if you're black, but well, as long as you're not black and a woman, that's just... <laughs> no progress, but we're just we're not there yet. Christ, can you believe that? It's 2020 and we're not there yet. 2020 is... 2020 has been a write-off. It has. We're in September. I know, can you believe that? It's the 1st of September today. That's just completely ridiculous to me. Um, God, 2020 has been so bad that we've turned to podcasting. Do you know who I think should get Karen of the week? Who, me? You. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was definitely the most Karen-like behaviour in terms of it was it was quintessential it was classic yeah. it was, I was very on brand you know what? but you weren't because you're aware of you're self-aware though which is oh okay that disqualifies me doesn't it yeah why Why should your Karen win Karen of the week this week Denise mm-hmm. am I fighting Denise's corner here for Karen of the week yep. yeah why should she win it <laughs> okay, it's just the quintessential Karen isn't it angry at poor people Sick. I like that she came at it with like a kind of three-pronged approach. She said, yeah. is it not the parent's responsibility? 
And then she said, don't tell them they can't afford it. She kind of headed off her critics at the pass. And then she said, oh, but they probably can because somebody else is paying for it. <laughs> so, like, I really like that. And she what else that. will they duck out of? What else will they duck out of? So, actually, it was four. It was four different make you think points. there was a secret, you know, maybe she's got something else in the pipeline, another comment for another day, something else brewing, something else festering, three school dinners, maybe, for next week. Okay, I think I think I will I think I will vote for uh, I'll vote for Denise this week. Denise wants yeah. children to sit in their own period blood all day. Sit in lining. Yeah. Oh, that's that's too. Uh, I assume you're going to vote for your own. Well, I, no, I voted for you, but not your oh, kid. I voted for you. <laughs> all right, but we said that we said that I was disqualified because I was self-aware, so oh, okay. you can't vote for yeah. me. We're exempt. Give it to Denise then. Give it to Denise. That's two in a row you've won now. Two, two out of two. I'll need you up your game for next week. I know this is quite bad. We shouldn't read the Sun or the Daily Mail, but you find them in the comment section very easily. I just don't like to give them the clicks. I know, but every click you're going is to get an your, your one little click's not going to make a difference. Ah, but if everybody said that, then I know that's the wrong attitude. I'll cut this bit out. We're supposed to be hashtag woke. I hate, I hate that word as well. Woke. I think you're very Pierce woke. Morgan. Piers Morgan talks about it as well, is it not like being like a like yeah. disparaging? But, but Piers Morgan says it in like inverted commas, like. But it's become it's become like a, a stick to beat people with. I know what you mean. Because like all, all of a sudden, if you come across these like empathetic people who are you know sensible, not not unlike us, Bethany, very empathetic. Well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> then you can you can really dismiss them and belittle them if you just call them oh just stupid usually snowflakes woke snowflakes but what that really translates as socially aware sensitive and empathetic which is you know pretty good yeah (laughs) yeah going back to Piers Morgan though I remember he was on a I can't remember what game show it was but they called him Piss Morgan for the full program and he was Britain's Got Talent he's not on Britain's Got Talent he was years ago with Amanda Holden he was on Mm. with Susan Boyle remember Jesus, no, he was. It was on like it was like a panel show. It was like mock the week or something oh, okay. like that, and they just called they called him Piss Morgan to his face all night. I feel like we could do a whole um, podcast on Piers Morgan. Piss Morgan. Piss Morgan. Is that a swear word? Are we going to get <laughs> penalised for saying piss? Doesn't matter. I always said the f word earlier. I'm going to bleep that out. So if you swear, then less people can listen to your podcast. Oh right, okay. We need. All the listeners we can get. <laughs> I want to say. Oh, but... You're going to bleep all these anyway. But it takes me ages. We'll never, we'll never say the. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, the big C. That's probably. I don't point. see. I don't. I'm not really more offended by that than other swear words. I guess I had. I remember I had this having a discussion with somebody about it, and they, they kind of likened it. To being like a bit of word word reclamation by women. I think it's like anything in or any swear word. It's all the context, isn't it? That's true. All right, you wee c word. See <laughs> you, you wee c word. You wee dirty c word. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a term of endearment in Glasgow, anyway. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, maybe not other areas. Another episode bites the dust. I don't think you meant to say bites the dust. That's a bad thing. That means it's dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. say another episode. Another episode of what is it now, Karen? Draws to a close. If you like this podcast, like and subscribe. And you can follow our social media channels. The Instagram. What is it now, Karen? 
and Twitter. What is it, Karen? Old school, you can email us on what is it now, Karen at gmail.com. Um, if, like Joseph, maybe you want to expose you or someone you know as a Karen, you can get in touch anonymously. If you have left a TripAdvisor review at a restaurant complaining and you feel bad about it, let us know. See you next week. Bye. I can't get in a podcast.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.